Matt and Chris are teachers, high school and elementary, respectively. This past spring, Matt had a great idea that he floated to his principal. What if, as a film nerd and movie buff, he created and taught a film course for high schoolers? He was shocked and slightly panicked when she said yes. Matt and Chris spend the summer debating titles and teaching methods, creating a course that we're both proud of. Fast forward to now, three months into the school year, and Matt is a full-fledged film teacher to 60 students. This is the story of how the course is going, what we're watching, and how the students are reacting. Thanks for tuning in. You've joined the class in Film 101. Hello, Matthew. Hi. It's been a while. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Did you miss us? <laughs> I think anyone who's following this who actually notices that this comes up on their feed probably missed us. I've missed us. Well, me too. I've missed doing this. Me too. That's why yeah. I suggested it. Yeah. We have finally settled into some sort of rhythm with our children and their millions of extracurriculars, which seem like they're only going to get worse. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, more on that later. Yeah. More on that later. Um, but we had an idea for a podcast for a while. We just haven't had the time to sit down and do it. Yes. Yeah. But now we are. The, the, the goal here is a, a six episode arc. Arc. Leading up, leading up to ballot boxing season two. Yes, which will return triumphantly and gloriously. <laughs> um, and we're sort of bridging the gap right now. Still movie related. Um, we're calling this one Film 101. You heard the keynote. You know what it's about. Um, and so we're, we're going to sort of meet things out here mm -hmm. uh, systematically with the goal of uh, giving you a, a sense of what it's like maybe behind the scenes as a teacher, mm -hmm. what you think of what one thinks about when they plan and deliver curriculum in, in this setting. On our notes, we have what took so long to come back to podcasting. And honestly, part of it was, I didn't want to do any more podcasts after Catch Up Chrissy. <laughs> I think that's going to be a one season standalone thing. Yeah. And I, I think that's a drag because I think Catch Up Chrissy was, it was fun. I, it, For I, you. Well, okay, fine. For me, yes. What's wrong with me having some fun? But I also just think, you know, we saw some good stuff. You liked the films that we saw. You Mostly. just resented the time it took to it took so much time. to sit and watch them. So much time. But Even I think it's a worthwhile endeavor. Um, yeah. You saw good stuff. You weren't like, you didn't hate everything. No, I didn't hate And the things I hated were like still fun. Had we not done that, you would have never seen When Harry Met Sally. True. And your top five would have been... All wrong. All wrong. All wrong. Yeah. Anyways, I just wanted to mention that was part of it. And we had a lovely summer vacation. Yes. yes. You uh, you did some traveling. You want to just... Oh, of... I went to Italy and it was glorious. And anyone listening to this probably already knows that. So I'm not going to bore you with tales. But my mom and I went to Italy for 10 days. And I know that I'm looking back right now with rose-colored glasses a little bit. But it really was. The best 10 days of your life? The best 10 days of my life. It was wonderful. It was the dream of a trip. The absence of your family notwithstanding, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I really missed all you guys. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> mom and I had a great time. I only got really mad at her once, which I think over like 11 days is actually not all that bad. She probably doesn't listen to this, so you could probably give all the details on why. Oh, because she was being silly. We were going into Venice and she was just being like a 70-year-old lady. I think the story of her screaming, I'm not an American, at oh, the Americans in the Vatican is worth embarrassing, retelling. Embarrassing, embarrassing. Uh, yeah, my mom is very anti-American, like very, she's not, she's not really anti-American. We have American friends and American family and, and American listeners and American listeners. We love you. But, uh, mom does not like being mistaken for being an American, which is very easy to do because we don't really have that thick of an accent. And it's certainly not an accent that's any different from someone who lives in the States. So when we were away, we were in the Vatican and our tour guide said, so where are you all from? And America? 
and my mom at the back of a crowd of Americans screams out, we're Canadian. <laughs> and all the Americans turned to look at us and it was awful. And then I think my mom kind of got known, known for that for the rest of the trip. Like, Oh, she's the, she's the crazy lady who hates Americans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was like, it was just the dream, dream, dream trip of a lifetime. So it was more of a running on hate than on patriotism. Sort yes. Of situation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's about, no, it's for her. It's a Canadian patriotism thing yeah yeah big time well that explains why she's got the canadian national anthem tattooed on her back that is that explains that yeah <laughs> all right anyway so that's we we had a busy summer mm -hmm. uh baseball kept us on the diamond quite a bit yeah and once you were back we tried to cram eight weeks of summer into six weeks of summer which meant we had a lot of day trips and mm -hmm. we had a lot of uh going here there and everywhere and frankly in the summertime it's the only time the weather's nice and we weren't particularly inclined to sit in the basement and watch films. Mm -hmm. Well, I was, but you, were. you weren't. Yeah. Um, and you wanted to read. Read some books. Which is your real passion. Yeah, I've actually been thinking about maybe doing it. I'm not joking here. I really have been thinking about doing another podcast, just me and guest about books we read. Mm. Wouldn't that be fun? I've read so many good books this year and last year that I was like, I could have Ashley on one day. I could have you on one day. I could have Amy on one day. I'd have to learn to read, but yeah. That would, yeah, that's probably a trouble. Uh, and even people online, like I just have to learn how to do that. How to like interview, like I could have like Zoe on, for example, if she read, had time to read a book in between her ER shifts. And like, I just don't know how I would record her to ask Rick for advice on that. I think it's easier than, I think the person yeah. records their audio on their end and then you just yeah. sync the two files up. That That's the hard it takes part. A little, it takes a little production yeah. magic but i think it can be done i don't know anyways so we're back that's five minutes we're back and we're, i'm excited to talk about this film course because it has been quite a part of our summer yeah and quite a part of your fall yeah i, I basically since it was initially proposed and approved it's been on my mind it, it, it was a frequent topic of conversation all summer long which is funny because you proposed it you didn't you suggested it in such an offhanded in jest last if, fall about this time last fall i think who should remain nameless yes for legal reasons if your principal had not said if you could teach any course what would you teach which your answer obviously would be film which it just it was it was someone asking you the question mm -hmm. right that allowed it to happen yeah and so, it, shout it, out it, yeah <laughs> it, it piqued uh their interest and then uh you know, it was okay, throw a proposal together. And the way it works here in Ontario is that and this is like nuts and bolts stuff that nobody's gonna really care about. But um, there is no film studies course in our curriculum. What we have is the ability to generate what's called an interdisciplinary course by locally developed, locally developed by by gathering certain curriculum expectations from certain courses and sort of throwing them in a blender. And then it, uh, it goes to a principal um who has the local power and authority to grant an interdisciplinary credit and then the school offers it it goes to guidance and it goes on the um course calendar for the students and, so and after that happened it. at your school matt what happened next um, we waited around <laughs> yeah yeah so i made the proposal actually the proposal was approved like right away mm -hmm. um and then it was okay so the kids don't pick their courses until the spring so I knew I had like three months to, you know, put together ponder. an outline and ponder what, what was going to happen. Um, and uh, once it was approved to be on the calendar, um, then I did a little bit of advertising, did a little bit of selling. Mm -hmm. And um, and how did you sell it, Matt? Because some of your colleagues were not overly impressed with this particular style of advertisement. Well, so I made flyers. Mm -hmm. uh, I printed them That's in color. That's not what they were mad about. No. Um, and 
I don't think people were... No, not mad, mad. Just like eye roll irritated. How am I supposed to get people to sign up for, say, an American history course when Matt's advertising? Uh, Well, I undercut everything we offered in my own department. Yes, by saying... No exams, no tests, no no quizzes. No exams, no tests, no quizzes. Because the premise here is that it's not going to be an academically rigorous course. We can't can't unpack film theory. It's grade 11 open credit. What does open credit mean, Matt? Open credit means anybody at any academic level can take it. So a a gifted student or a student who's almost barely literate. We've Mm -hmm. got actually quite a few students who have been suggested from our student success stream Mm -hmm. who are um, in in, um, academic resource a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which means learning they're, spe- skills, they're special learners. Special learners. Yeah. So it runs the gamut. And mm-hmm. so you can't have something that's, you know, writing critical essays and um, making sophisticated presentations and making your own films mm-hmm. because it's beyond their capability. capability. So yeah. instead it had to be something simple and basic. And in order to attract people in there um, and, and the trend in Ontario education and specifically in our board right now is moving away from exams mm-hmm. and tests because they create anxiety and mm-hmm. um the and they're students... not necessary for life yes i'm very um, pro that yeah so we movement. i advertised it in that way without really thinking about how it was i was going to assess them right. and evaluate them <laughs> we'll worry um, about that later yeah it was just like okay well the the fundamental idea here is they're gonna they're gonna watch movies and we're gonna do something with what we watch we're gonna treat the, the films like text mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we advertised it and to make a long story short, um, you know, Matt was hoping for, hoping for a section, hoping it would for run one class for one semester. one semester. That's what a section means. Yeah. And, uh, I'm like your interpreter for the regular people. You're, you're using a lot of, a lot of jargon. school jargon. Yeah. Okay, jargon. So, jargon. So now we're there, we're talking, yeah. attacking Canadian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the, um, did you end up with just one section? No, Matt? we ended up with more than one section. How we many, ended up, Matt? Ended up with three. And a waiting list. And a short waiting list of students who couldn't get it this time. Yeah. So yeah, I've got two sections right now in this semester, which means half of my day, two thirds of my day is, mm-hmm. is film studies. And next semester I've got another section as well. Should we leave it there for a moment? Take a quick break? Sure. Okay. We'll be right back. So Matt, you've got your you've got your copious amounts of of classes. Now you've got three classes of this that you're going to teach, and we're heading into summer vacation, knowing those are the numbers. And now it's time to get down to brass tacks and start planning this well, yeah, sucker. So the first thing I did, even before I started planning, was I went right back to principal, mm-hmm. and suddenly became very concerned about copyright. Mm-hmm. About um, did your librarian wife have anything to do with that? Yeah. Did I panic you a little? Yeah. Also, also, just for the record, folks, Matt and I try to take like at least a daily walk, and uh, especially when the weather's good. And I, we talked about nothing but this course for weeks, weeks, maybe months. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball or the film course; those were my two topics of conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm lucky. I'm still married. <laughs> no, I don't mind talking these things through with you. You know that. Yeah. But... So I went to the principal because I was concerned about copyright. Yep. And then I also was doubly concerned about content. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to clarify, you know, there's the board has policies about what can and can't be shown in class. And I mean, we maybe needed a workaround. I needed to know what was permissible and what wasn't. No intention of showing pornography or ultraviolence no. or anything like no. that. No, but, um, you know, do want to show them the students things that pique their interest, um, that are exciting, that are interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and 
So uh, we had a, a conversation about what was what was going to work and what wasn't going to work. You and your principal. Yeah, and I made an internal decision. Um, you know, the principal's position was that, uh, you know, as long as you get out ahead of certain content, i.e. certain words mm -hmm. specifically, um, and pre-taught what was going to come and prepared the kids for it, that it would be okay and that I'd have support. I don't... It's not that I don't believe that. It's that um, I felt like there's enough options out there without showing films that contain slurs and epithets, for example, mm -hmm. which the board is you know adamant about mm -hmm. under no circumstances being part of the teaching materials. Uh, and we drafted a letter that went home to the parents um, in the spring, which was then delivered in the fall, mm -hmm. which mentioned you know that, uh, this is an elective course and that uh, you know in the in the uh, course of study, we may see things that contain uh, nudity or violence or sexual situations, but we also talked about the depictions of people and cultures mm -hmm. um, being less than positive from time to time, um, but that the goal of the course was to to unpack that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and Which you have successfully done so far. Yeah, so far so good. And you know, most kids took those forms home and most of the kids got signatures on them. I don't yeah. have, I don't have it a hundred percent, but you never, you never get that. You never get it. No. Yeah. The important thing is it got sent home. So then we were debating what How to the course it. was going to look like. Yeah. So take us through what you and I debated in that regard and what you ended up with. Okay. So it, it, it came down to um, really, there were sort of three options okay. in my mind. One was to look at film era by era mm -hmm. um, and do it like a history Chronologi of film. Chronological, chronological kind of thing? Yeah, so you'd start with stuff, you know, a decade a week kind mm -hmm. of thing um, or a decade every two weeks or you arbitrarily define eras based on, you know, certain uh, monumental moments, eras in the in filmmaking. Um, it seemed uh, that that would be dangerous because in terms of maintaining interest for the kids, the farther back you go, the more black and white there is, the mm -hmm. less they're just disinclined. Even kids that have picked film class mm -hmm. are disinclined to actually learn about the history of film. Um, and uh, and I frankly, I'm not qualified to uh, be. You know, I'm, I'm an historian, but I'm not a film historian. Right. I, you know, a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. Mm -hmm. um, another option was to look at film elements and unpack them specifically each week. So maybe one week we would. You know, spend some time talking about cinematography, and then we would watch something where the cinematography was particularly important, or look at segments and clips from mm -hmm. a number of films to compare or contrast um, styles in, and so on. That seemed just like it was going to be well. It probably would be fruitful and would work. There'd be a lot more prep on mm -hmm. my part to identify scenes to show and, and that it, would you'd, you wouldn't be showing films in that case you'd be showing elements exactly. of films and i don't think it would engage the kids <clears throat> as much because it would be more a history of film elements like aspects of film versus yeah. watching an entire movie which is what they really enjoy and and furthermore i think that if, i'm already having a problem with them having no a priori knowledge of films no schema right so like they the lens through which they see this is it's all fresh mm -hmm. So taking films out of context and then showing them segments of films mm -hmm. further out of context, mm -hmm. I think it would have just left them in the dust. Yeah. So ultimately I landed on uh, genres mm -hmm. um, and that, so far that's working pretty well. Um, uh, focusing on you know a specific genre 
what are the tropes? What are the elements of the genre? What can you expect to see in these genres? And then I'll show you an example of a film from that genre. And then we have conversations around it. Mm -hmm. And then um, I, I sort of tried to make a list of genres that were attractive, interesting, fun, um, that had a, a wide appeal, um, and that checked a couple of boxes that had been indicated by the by my principal that we needed to try to check. And um, you know, so far that's that's gone pretty well. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what we landed on because that way I could show an entire film. Mm -hmm. um, and the weekly structure kind of worked where, you know, I could spend a Monday introducing something or part of the Monday, screen something Tuesdays, Wednesdays, maybe end even Thursday, discuss on Thursday what we'd seen. Um, and then Friday might be a, a work period for some sort of assessment, mm -hmm. whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, I think I fell to uh, writing film review, film criticism, because it's it's actually fairly straightforward in terms of its structure, mm -hmm. sort of universal. Um, so it's not a critical essay. It's just, you know, uh, what was the summary of the plot? Um, and then what did you like in the movie? And why did you like it? And what did you not like? And why did you not like it? Which is interesting because that's a critical thinking skill that you've mentioned a lot of your kids lack, a lot of the students lack. Yeah. Right? They they the, the kids who struggle the most with that part of the course are the ones who say, well, I just didn't like it. Well, why didn't you like it? I don't know. I just didn't like it. Right. They can't think their way into, okay, let me pick apart why I didn't like it. Yeah. They can't even, if I they, can look at the movie arrival, which is one of your movies and go, I hated that movie with every fiber of my being because I don't want, like the theme. I didn't like the theme of it in the end because of my own personal experience. Yeah. So I would never not recommend that movie to someone else. Cause I would say, well, it's my own, my own yeah. history coloring my perception of that. And like, like I've got kids that they, they make their mind up ahead of time that yeah. they won't like the movie, which is fine. If it's for God forbid, black and white. Yeah. I don't like black and white films. Well, okay. there's a lot of them. Yeah. But you know, I, and I was prepared for that, but what I wasn't prepared for was like the inability to explain why you're bored. I, I would like it's, it's actually just, it's just raw, unconsidered bias. Mm -hmm. It is, it is, a prejudgment without any actual substance behind it. It's mm -hmm. just, I don't think I could possibly like this. So I hate it. And mm -hmm. it makes, it makes very little sense. It's actually quite frustrating. I've come up against it a little bit and I've actually changed my planning mm -hmm. repeatedly. And, you know, I bought stuff that I never showed them because it's in black and white and, but, and I didn't think that they, they dig it. And I don't, I don't want to have them all asleep. Yeah. But you already have some of them that oh, yeah. choose to do that. Um, in the next minute and a half, Matt, take us through the weekly structure of your course. So the weekly structure is Monday. Uh, I'll introduce the course. Um, the film. The film. Um, Tuesday, Wednesday, and often into Thursday, we screen something. Friday, they have a work period. Um, and then the, the month, like week by week structure, it was three weeks of film grammar. Um, what is cinematography? What is editing? What is a score or a soundtrack and so on? What is acting? Mm -hmm. What is directing? And then also we took that we took some time to look at uh, character archetypes and um, story structure and the hero's journey and and talked about their own personal tastes and why they like the things they like and so on. Uh, and then we've gone genres, so we've gone and I'm just going off the top of my head. We did westerns to mm -hmm. start. We did romantic comedies. Mm. Um, we, I think the second week was war. No, oh, war no? was week four. So okay. we did uh, after romantic comedy was 
um, a director in focus. Right. Um, and the director in focus was different for each class. One was Hitchcock. The other was the Coen brothers. We in, did in order to keep himself engaged. Matt does Matt changes like the, each class watches a different film from the same genre. So he yeah. doesn't have to sit through the same movie twice rather than rush. Why don't I just collect my thoughts and we'll, we'll come back and I'll explain the rest of the, the rest of the week, All right. the rest of the weeks. Yeah. Be right back folks. Oh, yeah, I put pen to paper, which Jeez. is what I need to do. All right. Because my brain doesn't work. So we did westerns and rom-coms. Mm -hmm. uh, and the kids loved When Harry Met Sally. Yes. What a win for me. And, well, and like, are we t I, I can say what movies we've showed, or well, was that going to be something we reveal in the next episode? We sort of, like, start breaking down what we did. Sure. We can mention some as we go along. Yeah. Like, how I, how I won that. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so the director in focus um, for that. Whenever we have a, an incomplete week, a week that doesn't have a PA day or whatever, yeah, um, or there's a holiday or something, um, I show three films by a director, and uh, so the first time we did that, call it director in focus. It was Alfred Hitchcock for one class, and it was the Coen Brothers for another. Um, then we came back and we did war films. I actually think I'm forgetting one, and I don't know how I'm forgetting one. I'm not actually looking at my calendar anyway. And then we did horror around Halloween. Mm -hmm. um, and that was tricky because of, well, for many reasons. Uh, we just finished science fiction last week, and now we're into our second director in focus, which is Denny Villeneuve and um, David Fincher. Mm -hmm. And then coming out of the next week, so the following week, um, I'm down to my last three genres. The plan had been action, adventure, martial arts, and documentary. But the kids have bristled at those genres without even knowing what's in there. So um, I, I'm actually, it's up for debate what genres I'm going to cover. I'm actually thinking about uh, historical epics. I'm thinking about biopics now. Mm. Um, they all it, suck though. Well, it, it doesn't matter if they're good movies or not. Well, it matters how they're structured and how well they're made. Mm. And if they you, suck, that's fine. I, sorry. I'm, I am going to like ruin one. I, did you show the fugitive? No. Oh, okay. But it's was, one that I would uh, like yeah. for action adventure. That's absolutely one that I would have yeah, considered. Yeah. yeah. Are they okay with that one and just not okay with like documentary or martial arts? Or yeah. What? Some, well, it's funny because some classes are like, they're really into martial arts mm -hmm. and they're like, no, no, we got to do martial arts. And then other classes aren't. And, I don't and, know why you even told them. Well, I wanted them to have agency, right? That was part of, part of the selling feature of this to the principal was kids that have some student say in, voice, student voice yeah. or get to pick. So uh, like, I don't care mm. particularly. And, uh, you know, I get to do it again next semester too. Mm -hmm. And maybe for the last time. So I want to yeah. make sure that <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, and then the final director in focus is going to happen uh, around our winter break. One class tentatively the plan is Ridley Scott and the other class is going to do Michael Mann. But uh, there's the class right now that isn't getting Fincher wants Fincher. Mm. They found out that I was doing Fincher and they're like, we don't get to watch that. That's not fair. Mm. Cause they talk to each other um, about what they're seeing. That's Being really more engaged kids. Yeah. That's so they're starting to compare each other. Right. And I've made the mistake of not saying like, I prefer one class to the other right. explicitly, but hinting around that like, you know, this class, I never seem to have any behavior issues in the other class I do. Yeah. Right. And it's frustrating when people sleep or so on. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to get down that path. I don't well, want to focus on the negative too much. No, and I don't think there's anything wrong with like, I don't know. I always feel like the, the good kids get 
glossed over, right? Because I've said this so many times, the rights of the few supersede the rights of the many in education because Mm -hmm. you end up with a few that just like ruin it for everybody else. Dominate. Dominate. In the the wrong way. I'll use the word ruin. And the, the good kids sometimes need to know like, oh, he appreciates that we're not asleep. He appreciates that we're not throwing chairs, asking to go to the bathroom every yeah. day, whatever. Well, I guess maybe it bears no- noting here that, so uh, I, I made a couple of decisions around the classroom organization mm-hmm. in order to make this work. So the Mondays, um, they sit at their desks and my desks are in, you know, sort of a traditional row grouping situation, mm-hmm. just for lack of space, really. Um, and, uh, you know, we do a little bit of pre-reading of reviews and, and biographies and Wikipedia biographies of the directors and warm the up their brains. Yeah. Just to get them ready for what they're about to see, especially if the plot is in any way complicated or anything like that. But then for screening, I move all the desks off to the side. I'm lucky because my chairs don't attach to the tables. Mm-hmm. Um, and I set the table, the chairs up in sort of concentric semicircular rings around the TV, which the principal bought for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have uh, like a hardcore group in both classes who sit right up against the screen mm-hmm. every time. And it's the same seven or eight kids mm-hmm. that are always there. And then there's a, a little bit meeker group in both classes that sits a little further back. The only difference really is that the, the back row in the more engaged class, they don't drag their chairs as far away from the screen as possible so they can lean against the walls and, and mm-hmm. sneak looking at their phones. Whereas that's exactly what's happening with the other class. And they think they're slick mm-hmm. um, and they're not. They're mm-hmm. just, it's like, it's actually quite childish. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually goes to show, I think that, and I wasn't necessarily planning on making this uh, statement tonight, but that it seems like it doesn't matter for some kids mm-hmm. what the content is. I think yeah. this course proves it. Yeah. Like this is a, mo- a, a movie class, mm-hmm. right? It's not film theory. It's just like film appreciation, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what the content is. Some kids are just reticent to learn anything mm-hmm. from anyone. And unless it like tickles them exactly the right way. Like mm-hmm. maybe they maybe they'd enjoy a phys ed class. Yeah, I was just gonna say maybe they are maybe they're sports kids and they are really gonna enjoy phys ed, or maybe they're art kids and they're really gonna enjoy art. But yeah, there are those kids out there that just are yeah really difficult to it actually makes me feel better about myself as a teacher yeah because it's like oh it's this is you always thought it was geography and history and it's not a you problem yeah no um so yeah um i lost my train of thought here Well, where are we headed from here i know it's coming up next but yeah so um where we're headed from here is a um the course culminating activity i had to make some choices about what that was going to look like Mm -hmm. because our curriculum requires that 70 percent of the term work 70 percent of the mark is from term work and 30 percent from a final project of some mm-hmm. sort. These are not kids who are going to do a big final project. Mm-hmm. So I had to chunk uh, the project, break it into little pieces um, and, and offer it a little bit at a time. Um, so, and then I came up with nine different potential topics mm-hmm. for the kids to look at, which they had a student, they had voice in determining what they were going to be. And so uh, that'll be coming to them soon. And so the last couple of weeks of the course will be an opportunity for uh, them to work on that. And it's going to be um, really, really simple stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to grab marks where I can. So it's marks for making a proposal for which topic you'd like to pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's marks for making notes on the film that you chose to screen for your final project. Um, it's marks for reviewing the film. Mm-hmm. It's marks for finding reviews of the film and doing a little bit of them? referencing yeah. them, synthesizing them. And then some marks for making a short, a very short presentation. Which I think there's going to be a, a large group of them that just won't do, mm-hmm. which is it's such a drag. But I'll, you know, 
it is what it is. I'll figure it out. So in the coming five episodes, we're going to talk about each genre individually, what you watched, how they went over with the kids. And the last thing I want to ask you before we go is, and I, I think I know the answer to this. But, and I know you have found it refreshing to find these kids that are real film heads and they're really enjoying the course in both classes. But uh, are you enjoying teaching more this semester as a result of this course? Or do you feel kind of the way you did about teaching everything else? I think I'm happier. Mm -hmm. um, I think you are too. Yeah. I, 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 with history, like I've always enjoyed teaching history with geography. I struggle a little bit. And mm -hmm. I think it's because um, history is about storytelling. Mm-hmm. And geography is just facts yeah, a lot a of the time. Drier. Yeah. And um, so I've gotten really bored with geography in, in my career at this mm -hmm. point. Time for a refresh. Yeah. And this was the refresh that I needed. And yeah. like, you know, I said in jest to the principal initially, like, I need to rejuvenate my career. What mm -hmm. would you think about this? Um, but that's kind of actually what it's done. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it, it's allowed me to build relationships with kids I otherwise wouldn't have mm -hmm. ever crossed paths with because they are, you know, arts students for the most part. Yeah. Um, and not social sciences kids. Yeah. And so like, I've, I've had some really cool and interesting conversations and there's some real bravery and they approach learning differently. Yeah. These, you know, these guys and, um, uh, and they're really brilliant. Some of them are really, really offering interesting insights and asking profound questions. And I've got a couple of students who hang around after and, and talk. I was talking to one young lady, um, she wanted to know in what order I would recommend people see the Tarantino films. Mm. And so I'd written something on the board and then like she and I had an argument essentially, but it was such a fun argument about like, no, no, this is where, this is where Reservoir Dogs belongs. Mm. And this is where Hateful Eight belongs. She was advocating that Hateful Eight belonged near to the top. It's mm. one of her favorites. And I was like, Oh my God, you can't you be kidding me. Um, and those conversations would never happen without this. So That's it's awesome. been, it's been refreshing in that way. I'm glad mm. it's, uh, we're getting to the 20 year slump, right? So it's, it's good to have a little <laughs> rejuvenation. Yeah. All right. So we will see everybody next week or two weeks from now. We're committing to one every two weeks and uh, thanks for joining film class 101. <laughs> <laughs> Bye for now. See you soon. Bye.